Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. I really love that it's becoming a yearly thing for this independent theater podcast to talk about free outdoor summer Shakespeare in the park. For this episode, welcome to Smith Street Stage, who has spent nine seasons in the Carroll Park in Brooklyn. This year, the fireflies in the park are a perfect accent for their production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. I sat down with two of the folks behind Smith Street Stage. I'll let them introduce themselves. Take a listen. Um, this should just be a conversation, so like just okay, whatever yeah. comes up. Um, I do uh, like to start with everyone's name on the mic, however. Uh-huh. So uh, please let me know what your name is and what you did on this here production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. My name's Jonathan Hopkins. I'm the executive director of Smith Street Stage, and I directed our production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, my name is Beth Ann Hopkins, and I produced this production of Midsummer Night's Dream. I'm also the artistic director of Smith Street Stage, and uh, I play Titania. So let's say the most important part for those <laughs> of us who are here tonight, uh, we're coming to you live from the uh, Carroll Park, is that the yes. name of the park? Yeah. Uh, in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, uh, right after a lovely midsummer rain, which is kind of a really <laughs> perfect uh, ending to this show. So um, Smith Street Stage, is, you guys have been doing this for a while, so mm-hmm. I mean, independent theater people might have heard of this before, mm-hmm. but can you kind of give a little rundown of uh, everyone knows what a Midsummer Night's Dream is? I hope so I don't need to give my standard, like, tell us what the show is. <laughs> but tell us what the show is in terms of, like, you know, bringing... Shakespeare to a park in Brooklyn? Well, this is our ninth show out here in the park. Uh, And so generally, you're producing a play for a big audience, and you're producing a play for a very diverse audience. And some of the audience you sense are Shakespeare fans and and sort of follow us around summer by summer. But a lot of the audience are people, uh, at least my sense is, who don't go to the theater as much or... um, or our kids who are sometimes elementary school age. There's a ton of kids. Yeah, we'll <laughs> just really cool. sit and uh, and watch our shows every summer. And so that's an element that I really enjoy because it keeps us honest and that we, we have to explore the plays in a certain way so that the plays will have appeal to both of those groups, both the, sh- the Shakespeare nerd or the Shakespeare expert who's, who's coming to our shows or, or coming to all these shows all over the, you know, the city all summer long, but also to audience who... And it seems weird when you're when you're in the theater when you work with Shakespeare to remember that there are some people who don't know this play even if yeah. you're doing Midsummer or Romeo and Juliet or something Hamlet, like that yeah. yeah that there are some people that who, don't know how who it just ends. don't yeah who really don't <laughs> know how it ends and so we always had like with this play in particular because so many of us had worked on it before we had to always remind ourselves like okay is this clear or like what what is wait what is this what does this line really mean like I've heard it a thousand times but like what's what's this line actually mean yeah. so that was a really fun. Uh, challenge at the outset for this pr- production. You also had this really interesting uh, challenge in doing this show here with traffic around with a ton of kids who are uh, maybe too, a little too young to watch Shakespeare and so are playing on the playground equipment on the other side right. of the house. Um, and it, it, you have to really get over the sound here mm-hmm. as well as um, lighting-wise. Like there's, there's a lot of challenges that come with doing mm-hmm. a show outdoors. Can you talk to me a little bit about that, like how you prepare as actors to, you know, we're always supposed to use our actor voice, sure. but you gotta, right. you got to go beyond actor voice on this thing. Yeah, it's like uh, one of our artistic board members called it boot camp for actors because once you That's act on this way. stage... Yeah. Um, acting in a in a in a small room is just like whoa that was that was way much easier. Um, this is the opposite of film acting. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be uh, bigger and more extreme, but we still want to come from a place of truth. 
Um, um, Which is, that that to me is what I want to get at. Like, that's a real challenge. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of talented actors in New York City that come in and audition for us all the time, but there really is a special breed that we have to find for these performances in particular in order to, um, uh, you know, really highlight uh, their vocal gifts um, as you probably saw we have a lot of uh, a lot of strong voices in the cast which is a very helpful speaking of sonic gifts uh, talk to me about the music music was composed by Joe Young Joe Young is a musician and a composer and an actor and a director and who, a sound man yeah and a sound man who um, like I need to meet this person he's, he's oh, a great, you do. great he guy does he's a Foley artist one of the extraordinaire. best and he um, he's directed Beth Ann in a show he's directed me in a show and two summers ago, he acted in one of our shows. And we just thought that bringing him on in this capacity would be really, really great because of the kind of stuff that he composes and his just sort of, uh, his creativity in general. He's, got, he's just a, he's a, he's an animal of the theater. And so he's just the, the kind of fellow that you want to have in the room with you. And mm-hmm. he, was, he was fantastic. So did he write music and you kind of orchestrated based on the talents of your actors? Or did you find actors with the uh, musical talents to fit what you needed from the music? For this experience, we went with, um, you know, we, we found the actors that we wanted. And then, you know, a lot of them had, had gifts and Joe kind of molded that. But we've gone the other way before. We've always thought that live music was really important to these Something like this, absolutely. Yeah, and actually... In every in all nine years, we've had original music written for oh, the shows. Cool. Yeah, so it's really great to go yeah. back and be able to hear the music. It brings me right back to the park when I hear them. Yeah, yeah. I'm ashamed to say this was my first time seeing you guys. I walked by once, and a friend uh, was in the park, and I said, "Oh, hey, what's going on?" He's like, "I'm about to go on. Like, you leave me alone." <laughs> I was like, oh wow, they do they do theater here. I should I should look into this. So I'm finally I'm glad that I finally got over here. Um, there's I love this idea of like free Shakespeare in parks and this is not the uh, you know the one that everyone hears about that's covered on NPR every year and it's also not the first time that I've had Shakespeare in a park on this podcast Um, I just love that this is a thing what brought you guys to do this why did Smith Street Stage get started and uh, what's kind of keeping you moving? We had worked together, Bethann and I had worked together uh, for another Shakespeare company and had developed a small actor Romeo and Juliet um, at, at, at that company and Bethann in particular just sort of felt that we weren't done working on it and um, and we're we're married Bethann and I uh, we could have led with that congratulations you do seem very comfortable talking about <laughs> right yeah yeah but then again you know hey artistic director partnerships can I, be much like a marriage oh right, you know we right. started a company before we were married I mean it was it was the kind company of a total disaster. Remained married. Yeah. Was incredible. And yeah. so at the time, she was uh, living near this park, and oh, she great. saw this park and just thought, you know, we, 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 we felt like we wanted to have another go at the, the Romeo and Juliet, the small cast Romeo and Juliet that we had developed. And so Beth Ann got permits, and we talked to some actors and got uh, a, a small group together and did the show. And the community was very supportive and very responsive to the work that we were doing and so after we had done one show that was in the summer of 2010 we thought you know like I think maybe we should do a show again next summer and then the company just sort of got built piece by piece as as actors came back and as directors came back and as composers came back and designers came back um, and and so each each year we just sort of add some pieces on to this 
this um this big machine that we're building. You brought something up that I, I don't want to get super into the weeds about, but this mm-hmm. is an independent theater podcast, and most of the people who are listening are people who are in the theater, I've, I've found. Um, and I always like to give a little bit of practical advice whenever I can. So you mentioned getting permits, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Doing theater in the public in New York City is uh, not easy. You know, you'd think like, hey, well, what right. the heck, we'll just throw up a show on the street. You can't do that. So uh-huh. talk to me a little bit about, like, the, how did you negotiate and... Uh, negotiate the process of being able to do this legally and uh, what quick advice would you give to anyone who wants to do something like this I think the two things that I would say is when we started you know we weren't sure if this was the right park for us or if you know or this or this was going to be a company at all so to start with um, figuring out if the community was going to say yes we want to support it I mean we went to local businesses and said hey we're, we're thinking about doing this would you buy an ad in a program things like that just to kind of just to kind of feel things out um and then to i guess and they did they kept coming back and the audiences keep getting bigger every year and secondly to always do the art that you love never do what people what you think people will like Mm. um because year after year you know we've we've done projects that we felt very passionate about and not necessarily what you know I mean people have for years have been saying how have you not done midsummer before and I was like because we're not ready for it yet we're not we don't we're, we're, you know it didn't feel right yet um, uh, it was on it was you know it was one of our options but so yeah those are the two things what about you Tony? I think the piece of advice is one thing that really helped us is there is a, a community group called the Friends of Carroll Park. Our show is in Carroll Park, and we're sitting in Carroll Park right now as we do this. And they are a volunteer organization of people who live in the neighborhood, and they have connections with the Brooklyn Parks Department. Mm. They clean this park, they plant flowers, they do other kinds of events in this park. And after the first show that we did, we were invited to a meeting that they were holding, and we introduced ourselves. And ever since that, everything has become a lot easier. For instance, um, uh, for your audience, we use as a backdrop, you can see this on our website, uh, smithstreetstage.org, but we use as a backdrop of there's a park house in Carroll Park and there are two doors and we can make exits out of it. It's a dressing room. We store our props and our instruments in there. And the reason we're uh, allowed to use that is because of the Friends of Carroll Park. And so if someone were starting out and they wanted to do a performance in a public space, they should uh, go to whatever permitting organization grants those permits but they should also investigate if there's a volunteer group mm-hmm. or a community group or a nearby church that does work in that area yeah, or, or another nonprofit that does work in that area and introduce yourselves and, and, and be friendly like. Respect the fact that you're not the first one there. Um, yeah. And, just, and, just, and just try to make yourself a part of that community and make yourself a part of that neighborhood um, both so that you can know how to better serve that community in that neighborhood, but also so that you can um, avail yourself of help and take shortcuts that may be provided to you by people who know the right people. And Bethany, you brought something up that I think is a really great question that I had not thought of, and I'm, I'm ashamed of myself that I didn't. What made this the right year for Midsummer? Hmm. I have an answer. So I mean, so I won. So last year, um, we were going to do a Midsummer Night's Dream last year. So yeah. we were. So the, the last year was the summer of 2017. So we were picking the show in the fall of 2016. Um, and in the fall of 2016, uh, we had a presidential election in the country. And uh, afterward, as a company, we didn't really feel like 
producing Midsummer. No, no uh, mirth in Athenian forests. Uh, no, no, we couldn't do it. Yeah, and so we so we talked about we talked about doing a Winter's Tale, and we ended up doing a um, a workshop of Winter's Tale as directed by Eric Pearson. That was lovely, and and then we we did Richard the Third out here in the summer, and I've been thinking about why we did Midsummer, and I I heard a quote once that you know the purpose of art is to um, afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. And we, I think last year we, we tried to afflict the comfortable, and this year we're trying to comfort the afflicted. Although, you know, this is not but this, yeah, it's, a, I, <laughs> a midsummer of just clowns and fools. There's a lot of uh, I think so. I think ground it's, that we're taking. It's a, it's a play about the power of art to um, change people and, and bring people outside of the normal boundaries. And it's a play about... Um, how people change themselves and the circumstances in which people are changed. And the story of Theseus, I think, is very interesting in this time to see the, the, the leader of Athens who does, in his first two scenes, uh, come about a really big change as to how he's interpreting the Athenian law. Um, and I think we were hopeful that that, that would be heartening. The idea, that, the idea that people can change and the idea that there are leaders who exist to do things um, with the well-being of their citizens in mind. Um, but if not, it's still really funny at the end. Yeah, and, and it so. features the most epic death of pyramids I think I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is, of course, a Midsummer Night's Dream. The company is Smith Street Stage. Is your company name, right? Smith yes. Street Stage is the company's Excellent. name. Excellent. Uh, and you're here at the park through when? July the 1st. And then you move to? The Actors Fund. Excellent. In downtown and Brooklyn. Cool. So uh, tickets and more information on these performances can be found at smithstreetstage.org. Brilliant. Thank you both so much for doing this. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Jonathan and Beth Ann, for hanging out, even in the rain, to chat. You can catch Smith Street Stage's production of A Midsummer Night's Dream in Carroll Park, Brooklyn, through July 1st, 2018. Then you can catch it in the Mark O'Donnell Theater at the Actors Fund Arts Center, 160 Skemmerhorn Street in Brooklyn, from July 11th through 15th. 2018. Head to smithstreetstage.org for more information. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. My name is Robert Gagno. You can find me on the internet at robertgagno.com. That's Gagno, G-O-N-Y-O. Until next time, Go see a show. And now the rain comes back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's get out of this. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Robert. Well, so much Thanks for so doing much. this.